KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Good morning. I'm Kinsey Moreland in for Annika Colbert. It is Tuesday, July 20th. The latest on the Delta variant and the resurgence of COVID-19 in San Diego County. That story soon, but first, your local headlines. Federal prosecutors in San Diego announced the indictment of four Chinese men accused of a massive computer hacking campaign that targeted businesses, research institutions, and universities in San Diego and abroad for years. The announcement came yesterday, and the indictment says the hack was coordinated by the official Chinese Ministry of State Security and deployed by front companies created to try to hide the involvement of the Chinese government. Father Joe Carroll, who was a local icon as an advocate for people experiencing homelessness, will be honored in a public funeral mass today. The Catholic priest died last week at the age of 80 following a battle with diabetes. The service is scheduled to take place at 10 o'clock this morning at St. Rita's Catholic Church in Lincoln Park. Joe Carroll was president and CEO of St. Vincent de Paul from 1982 until his retirement in 2011, after which the facility was renamed as Father Joe's Villages. And it is a midsummer heat wave and beach closers have finally been lifted in the South Bay. Beaches from the international border up to Imperial Beach have been closed since June 24th because of sewage contamination, but the San Diego County Department of Environmental Health and Quality lifted the water contact closure after testing confirmed Saturday that water quality along the shorelines does meet state health standards and is safe for recreational use. From KPBS, you are listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. So cases of COVID-19 are again on the rise, a trend that's likely due to the Delta variant, which is now the dominant strain locally. San Diego County just released the latest case numbers from Friday through Sunday. Each day was above 400. COVID-19 hospitalizations are also rising in San Diego, but those numbers are still relatively low compared to winter levels that nearly overwhelmed healthcare systems. Dr. Jess Mendel is UC San Diego Health's Chief of Pulmonary and Critical Care. He says nearly all of their current hospitalized COVID-19 patients are unvaccinated. We're dealing with severe illnesses that in many cases are preventable. And it really is heartbreaking when you see folks who uh, are incredibly sick, the, you know, the, the, the trauma to themselves, to their families, and, and just think how much of this could have been prevented with vaccination. And KPBS health reporter Matt Hoffman talked to another expert who reiterated that point. The best way to combat spread is pretty simple. Vaccinations. 
Delta is really infectious, and, and it is a bigger, a bigger problem. Um, it's easier to catch, and it's easier to transmit. Infectious disease expert Shane Crotty at the La Jolla Institute for Immunology is one of the leading researchers on COVID-19. He says the good news is that the vaccines protect against the Delta variant. At this point, you're either vaccinated or you're going to catch Delta variant. And if you're if you're not vaccinated and you catch Delta, you're more likely to end up in the hospital than pretty much anything else you've caught in your life. He says we simply need to get more people vaccinated or Delta could bring back more restrictive measures meant to protect public health like mandatory masking. On Monday, San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria unveiled a plan he calls, quote, housing for all of us. KPBS reporter Melissa May says it's a set of affordable housing planning initiatives. Mayor Todd Gloria says the goal is a roof over your head at a price you can afford. His package aims to provide affordable housing for low-income families and middle-class families as well. Gloria said the city planning department is working on several initiatives. They include creating housing at city facilities and in underused commercial sites. The plan also calls for better housing accessibility for the disabled and elderly, housing developments near public transit, and housing for families. Anyone here with a family knows it is difficult to find housing that you can actually put your kids in, where they can have their own bedroom. That is not acceptable. We have to be a city that welcomes families. If we encourage and incentivize more homes of three bedrooms or more, we can do that. The city needs to nearly triple annual housing production to meet the needs of its residents during the next decade. So when COVID-19 emerged in California, many local health departments had to allocate a lot of their slim resources to the crisis. That meant that other health issues, like sexually transmitted infections, were likely going undetected. CAP Radio's healthcare reporter Sammy Keola has more on the current trends. Statewide STI cases dropped during the pandemic. Comparing the first six months of 2020 to the first six months of 2019, chlamydia was down 31 percent and gonorrhea dipped 13 percent. That's according to a new study from the state health department. But advocates say transmission was likely still happening. The numbers that we might see don't tell the full story. Amy Moy is with nonprofit group Essential Access Health. There's been a huge gap in STI testing. Also during the pandemic, city and county health departments that were conducting STI prevention activities had to really shift. Researchers found that 78% of health departments that they surveyed had to reassign at least half of their workforce to COVID-19 by the fall of 2020. The largest declines in STI case reporting were among Hispanic, Asian Pacific Islander, and Black residents who likely had the least access to testing. Moy's group is pushing a bill to mandate that Medi-Cal and commercial plans cover at-home STI test kits. Okay, so for many, including me, doing the laundry is a dreaded chore. But think about the people who do not have access to a washer and dryer. Doing laundry for them is way more than just a chore. It can be a daunting challenge. KPBS North County reporter Tanya Thorne tells us about a mobile laundry trailer that is free for people to use. From the outside, it looks like an ordinary trailer. 
But Oscarino Ortega, the founder of Lived Experiences, has transformed the trailer into a mobile laundromat free of charge. We create a mobile laundry program for washers, for dryers, bring it into the communities all day and have people just have the ability to, you know, have that privilege of having free laundry. The nonprofit organization provides services to low-income families in North County. Laundry service was something Ortega saw some people needed. And a lot of us don't have the ability or the, the privilege to have a washer and dryer at home. Uh, we have to go to a laundromat. Ortega has partnered with mobile shower trailers to bring the mobile laundry to events for people in need. The laundry trailer will be in Carlsbad every Tuesday and in Oceanside every Wednesday. Coming up, more on what it means now that a federal judge in Texas has approved a request by a group of states to end an Obama-era program that shielded young immigrants from deportation. That is right after a quick break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. President Biden says his administration plans to appeal a federal judge's ruling that the DACA program is illegal. The Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program allows young people brought to this country as children to receive protection from deportation and permission to work and attend school in the U.S. But a lawsuit brought by Texas and several other states argued that DACA was an overreach of executive authority by President Obama. The federal judge's ruling on Friday allows 600,000 present recipients to remain on DACA, but restricts new applicants and invalidates the program. Dulce Garcia, the executive director of Border Angels and a recipient of DACA herself, joined KPBS Midday Edition's Maureen Cavanaugh to talk about the future of the program. What does Judge Andrew Hannon's ruling actually do to the DACA program? What this decision means to us, aside from the legal aspect, is that we're being told, again, that our lives are still in limbo. There's still litigation where the state of Texas and others want to see us deported. They don't want us in this country, and we're being told once more what we need is a path to citizenship. Otherwise, we're going to be here yet again in the future where we're fighting for our stay here in this country. What it means legally for a lot of people is they're going to have to wait to submit their applications and you're going to have to wait even longer. And what will not being able to apply and be accepted for DACA stop those young people from doing? I remember when I was in high school and I remember when I was undocumented, trying to figure out the rest of my life, trying to figure out where to go to school, trying to figure out whether I could apply for a job. Now here, fast forward many years later, these young kids are put in the same position where they remain undocumented and have to question what their future is going to be like. Now that the DACA program has been yet again attacked, the 60,000 plus applications that are now going to have to be set aside. We're talking about children that are trying to figure out the rest of their lives. And what did the judge say that DACA is illegal? What does it mean President Obama overreached his executive authority? From day one, the prior administration had attacked the DACA program and said that Obama 
should not have started the program in the first place, that it needed to have a process where public comment would be submitted. The president always had the authority to exercise discretion in cases such as ours and say, we're not going to put resources to deporting this population. And so the DACA program has always been lawful. What this judge is saying is that the way that the Obama administration went about creating the program was unlawful. During the last lawsuit uh, that we took to the Supreme Court, it became evident that the way that the rescission of the DACA program went about violated the APA, the Administrative Procedures Act. Now, with this lawsuit, they're saying the creation of the DACA program violated that same act. Uh, of course, uh, for us that benefit from DACA, we continue to say that what we need is a path to citizenship. DACA was never the end all of it. We wanted a path to citizenship, and DACA was a way to keep us in the U.S. while we continue fighting for that path to citizenship. So, as you say, President Biden is basically saying this same thing that you just said about the fact that Congress should provide a path to citizenship while his administration plans on defending DACA, he says the larger issue is it a permanent solution for the young dreamers helped by DACA. But is there any legislation in the works that would make that possible? Well, there is a budget reconciliation process right now that is being discussed in D.C. We're urging and advocates are pushing for past to citizenship to be included in, in those negotiations Unfortunately, as DACA recipients, we have been politicized from day one, and we saw how we were being used as political bargaining chips. And we're in this position again, where we have to defend our livelihoods in this country and prove once more that we are good economically for this country, that we have so many contributions to this country, and we want to continue contributing to this country fully by being a part of the society as a U.S. citizen. You mentioned the U.S. economy and supporters of DACA are saying that this ruling couldn't have come at a worse time for the U.S. economy because new DACA recipients could fill jobs in the service industries that are hurting for workers right now. Do you see that as one of the results of this uh, legal opinion? Yes, we saw during the pandemic over 200,000 DACA recipients were on the front lines as essential workers. And more than that, 250,000 DACA recipients have already U.S. citizen children here in the U.S. And so we're talking about not just the the potential removal of those of us that are undocumented in this country, but the removal of so many contributions in our communities. Do you believe the Biden administration will find a permanent solution for the DREAMers? The Biden administration has to find a permanent solution for DREAMers. It was something that the prior administrations had promised to us. We've been waiting for decades. This is long overdue, and the Biden administration has to do its best to negotiate something for us. And it was one of the promises that the current president made to us a long time ago. I understand that there's a long list of things that the administration is working on, but finding a permanent solution for DACA recipients should be at the top of the list because that was one of the promises made during the campaign. And that was Border Angels Executive Director and DACA recipient Dulce Garcia talking with KPBS Midday Edition's Maureen Kavanaugh. For more in-depth conversations about the stories that matter most to San Diego, just find and follow KPBS Midday Edition wherever you listen to podcasts. And that is it for this podcast. I will see you again tomorrow.
KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org.